Welcome to the Turnpike Brothers podcast. That's how it all became the yeah. this Turnpike unitedness. So I'm North Jersey, you're South Jersey. The deep South. I relate to you guys. Deal with the struggles up there, you know. And Turnpike Brothers back at you for another episode. This is what, nine, I believe? I lost yeah, we're, we're back with a vengeance. <laughs> what, like Bruce Willis? Yeah. Die harder or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the second one, isn't it? Die hard, die harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got this one. Split into a couple segments. I hear you got a couple segments for us. Uh, I don't have any really uh, miscellaneous news to to go right now. So no doing what? angry, no angry, angry Kevin. Nah, I mean just general work. You know that's everybody. Everybody at work is everybody. Do, Everyone's do angry at work. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's doing angry at work. So uh, that's about it. Other than that, it's been it's been, it's been pretty good. Been uh. Rocking my uh, Marvel Midnight Suns on PS5, and it's a pretty awesome game. So nice, yeah. I heard that's pretty good. It's like a uh, card-based RPG or something. Yeah, it's made by the company that makes XCOM. You know the XCOM games. Oh, okay. So like you get like random cards for each of your characters um, each round, and you know you have to kind of like strategize of like which ones hey. to use. Like you yeah. have a deck and stuff. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and sometimes you can get like really kind of screwed over because they give you like not so great ones and stuff. So. Uh, like Final it, Fantasy Tactics with like cards, kind well. of. Yeah, yeah, just without the moving, without like the grid moving the or grid based like moving. Okay. Yeah, none, none of that. It's just kind of like these small little arenas that you just kind of like. Can move, you can move the characters, but then you only get like you only get like one move per round and stuff like that. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty awesome. Right. And they uh, I got the season pass, and they they came out with uh, this is like a good season pass. Whereas like most games, those season pass things suck. Who's in the season pass? Who you got? Yeah, you got so far. So there's going to be four characters. The three I got were um, Deadpool was the first one. Nice. Yeah, and he's like really funny in the game. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, but I actually kind of like him. They made him funny in this game. Uh, Who, do you know who's doing the voice? Is it uh, Troy Baker? I know nah, he does it. I, no. think so. I think it's like random people as far as I uh, know. Okay. Uh, Venom's the second character, which is awesome. You don't see, cool. see Venom in too many games like nowadays. No. Um, and then, you, and then Morbius was the last character they just released. So you get to get Morbius as like a good guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then Storm, which is random, but Storm is like the last character they're going to release, apparently. Okay. Yeah, so that would be pretty cool. Uh, the only X-Men they have represented are uh, Wolverine. So well, Deadpool, kind of, I guess. He's kind of like X-Men universe. But uh, Wolverine. Oh, and Magic. They have Magic. Colossus' sister, she's in it, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice range of characters is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's an awesome game. So I'm just enjoying that. Nice. But uh, other than that, nothing really much going on. So what's what's the what's the first segment you want to hit? All right. So we'll we'll uh, start our first segment with Turnpike Theater. All so, right. Uh, like mystery theater. Yes, mystery theater. Yeah, something like that. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Here's what we're looking for, moviepoopshoot.com. 
poop shoot. Yeah. This is a site populated by militant movie buffs. Sad, pathetic little bastards living in their parents' basement, downloading scripts and what they think is inside information about movies and actors they claim to despise yet can't stop discussing. So, yeah, just talk about some of the things I've been watching. Maybe get some of your input. Maybe you you watch some of the same stuff I watch, too. You know, as crazy as some of the things I watch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been catching up. I finished up... Uh, the season of you they split it in two parts on netflix which i hate when they do this but it's i mm. it's season four so it's like part two of season four so i was like really anticipating this because the first season was pretty good and the second season it start the second part of the fourth season started really losing me like i'm like all right i was kind of kind of get sick of it and then they they add something an element into it so if you guys are fans of you hold in there because it it has a pretty good uh something they do in there i don't want to spoil it but i was surprised that they came out with something like this and uh i liked it actually it made up for the lackluster earlier episodes in the second part so i was yeah about that netflix like loves doing that with the final seasons or whatever splitting into two parts crap yeah yeah there's gonna there's gonna be another season of this show i'm sure yeah I think it has been renewed for another season, but maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't going to do it, so that's why they did it. Um, but I guess enough people watch this show, so it's cool. Yeah, so. one of, uh, Melissa, if, who everybody would know, is one of the Turnpike sisters uh, <laughs> in our previous episodes. Uh, she's she's been watching it. I know she's been really enjoying it. Yeah, it's cool. He's kind of like he's 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 a stalker, and he's not a very lovable character. He's kind of messed up, and he's if you've seen Dexter or know anything about Dexter. He's pretty much like Dexter, except he's he's a bad guy. Like he's not really a good guy. I guess he's he's charming enough, which I guess goes with a lot of people thought Ted Bundy. They thought he was this charming, charismatic guy, and he's like this <laughs> psychopath. He's not as crazy as Ted Bundy, but he's definitely got problems. Uh, so it's interesting. It's it's one of those. Uh, Rob Zombie does a lot of these kind of movies where it's uh, you're kind of rooting for the bad guy, but the bad guys are like really bad, and you're like, yeah, it does something to you. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird, you know how like you want the bad guys to win, but the bad guys are just these terrible people. So it's kind of like one of those situations. Yeah, like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects for sure. Yeah, you can't believe you're like rooting for these guys, but they're such yeah. They're such jerks. Yeah, they're they're awful. They're they're yeah. terrible people, but they're they're you want to root for them for some reason. I don't know why. Now Dexter's like one of your favorite shows of all time. Yeah, uh, I might be a little out of my element here, so maybe you can um, correct me. But from what I understand, I feel like Dexter he thought he was doing good. Like he thought he was a good guy and doing good. Dex Dexter uh, he had a, he had a lot of la- layers to him. He. uh he, when he was a kid, he was like kind of like showing signs of being a psychopath. There, there's reasons why. Uh, I don't want to get into it because obviously he's spoiling a lot of the show. But his dad starts realizing that he's showing these tendencies, like he's like killing like animals and stuff like that, like signs of being crazy. So he kind of curbs it because his dad was a cop to like put it towards good. So he's like, oh, you have a code. You have to follow the code. So he's like hunting bad guys not you know just random people or animals and stuff like that but it's it definitely is a gray area for sure uh but yeah it's, it's a great show you definitely need to watch it i i highly recommend it and they came out with a new season 
maybe like two years ago. And uh, I thought it was cool. A lot of people didn't like the way it ended because people were really upset about it. But I, I thought it had a great ending. I, I liked it. I know the only reason I bring it up is because, you know, I, I feel like the, the easy comparison is between the show you and most people will instantly compare it to like Dexter, right? Because, yeah. How many shows are there where the main character is like a kind of like a serial killer or something? But yeah. Um, I feel like this guy is like worse than Dexter, though. Is, is that is. true? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. He's. He definitely is. He's like he, he's a stalker. Like he's just he's crazy. Like he, you could tell he's especially in that first season. He's just there's no uh, sugarcoating it. Like Dexter, like you know he's he's a nice guy. You know, so you, you're rooting for Dexter in, in that kind of way. Like you said, he's he kind they kind of play, play him off to be kind of like a hero type because he's going after terrible people. But he's he's still he's still kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> but. The funniest you thing I have ever saw was an anchor on, I think it was like Fox News, had like somebody on, and he was like, and you, they, they talk about the measles. And the anchor's like, I never talked about the measles. And he's like, no, y- you talked about the measles. He's like, and she's like, I've never talked about the measles on my show. <laughs> and he's like, no, you does a segment on the measles and she gets, she starts getting all exasperated and she's like, <laughs> I've never done a segment of the measles on this show. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, and he's like, Oh my God, no, the show you <laughs> on Netflix. Did this, and she's like, what, what are you talking about? The show is called you. And she's like, the show is called me by name. And then she says her name. I forget what her oh name is. God. Like Laura or something. And she's like, so the show's called like Laura, whatever. And he's like, no, he's like, just forget it. That's like, like the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's the only thing I've ever seen of you. And I thought I was cracking up. It's like the who's on, who's on first. Pretty much. And I, yeah. you, you, you watch it and you're like, this has to be like, like how Stage. could she not figure yeah. out what's going on? Like this has to be staged, but it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So uh, a show that we both watch and we both like, at least I love it. Finally. Uh, Mandalorian. We've, we've been watching that you and I, uh, when this episode is going to air, there's only been five, six episodes at this point. Um, you have only seen the first five, so I won't say anything about the sec- the sixth episode. I will say this, though, uh, about the sixth episode. Um, uh, Howard's daughter's directing it. And any di- episode she directs of this show, I think, is like some of the best episodes. And yeah. uh, this, this, this last one was very good. So, episode yeah. six. Bryce Dallas Howard. She usually does some yes. good ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, they usually do well, like eight episodes a season. I'm, I'm assuming they're keeping with that. Yeah, it's either eight or nine. I, I forget exactly. I think I looked just because I'm curious because it's getting towards, you know, five or six. And I was like, I think it was eight. So it means there's not too many left. Um, yeah. So we, we've both been watching it since the beginning, pretty much. Uh, the only redeeming thing of Star Wars, in my opinion, in the last... whatever i don't know what five <laughs> six years yeah um and, and don't you know don't come at me with andor and don't come at me with like <laughs> bad batch don't don't come at me with this stuff all right like don't come at me with the obi-wan show i mean that was like <laughs> one of the most disappointing things i've ever seen like don't come yeah. at me with the bull Fett show that's for sure um, last two episodes of Boba Fett was awesome, though. Yeah, Mandalorian 2.5, <laughs> as, as I like to call it. 
best episodes, man. Some of, they some, were some of the best when he showed up. So yeah, uh, it's definitely the best thing Star Wars in the last, you know, in the Disney era of Star Wars. It's one of the best things. I haven't watched any of the, the cartoons or anything like that, so I, I can't say much about that. Uh, but I I do agree. Like, I mean, I there I, I like a little bit more. Like, I do like Solo, and I do like um, some of the other stuff they did. But yeah, I agree. Some of it's been weak, especially this. Uh, I don't know the 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 new trilogy of movies. I I was a little disappointed in some of those. I wouldn't say they're terrible, but. And we'll talk about that some other time now. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go down the Star Wars rabbit hole right now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we got to get to. But uh, my point is, is that it's been very good. And obviously Baby Yoda and all that. Um, I think so far, and I have to see this new one, which you said is really good. So I'm hoping maybe it changes my opinion a little bit. I feel like, you know, they kind of came to an end with the Grogu story a bit, right? Because the whole point of the first, this is season three, right? So the whole first, first yeah. part of the first two seasons was him getting Grogu to the Jedis, right? And him getting Grogu to whoever, right? Luke, yeah, Luke you know, Soka shows up. Uh, he, he's kind of with Jedi people. Yeah. And that storyline kind of ends. So now they have to start a whole new storyline. Yeah. Um, I've read some articles from other people, and they, they've kind of so far. And of course, we don't know where we're going. Mm. But I, fe- I feel like, and a couple other people have said that Mandalorians maybe lost its identity a little bit. Like they don't seem to know what they're doing with the character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but. The one episode, which is the episode you'll know I'm talking about, um, that concentrates on like these other characters mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with the Mandalorian. Um, yep. If you know what I'm talking about, I know exactly what you're talking about. Actually, yeah, odd. And that ca- that episode was just like I just felt like it was a real filler. I'm sure it's going to lead to something. Yeah. Uh, now, now, see, I I actually like that episode a lot. Um, this uh, I I I'm I'm liking the season, and I think, like you said, the Grogu story has ended. So they're not really focusing on him too much anymore. Like he's in there, but he's like a kind of a side character. And this season's doing a lot of stuff that I thought the Mandalorian was going to be. Like each episode's almost unique. Like they they connect, but they're they're more like like serials. Like they're kind of like little stories in in the in the Star Wars universe, which I really like. And you're going to get that sometimes when you're switching directors, which this show does a lot. Like there's like mm-hmm. so many different directors, even um, Carl Weathers, um, Creed, he directs an episode. Um, so it's like they're getting all kinds of people directing these episodes and uh, all these special guest appearances, um, which you do see. Uh, oh, man, I, I don't want to ruin it, but there there are some some interesting characters that they bring up, like like actual actors like comedians and stuff they're like in there it's like what the hell i thought that was i thought that was a little off i'm like why why is like tim meadows in this like that's kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) but um i I like what they're doing and the episode you're talking about um it really goes i think it's gonna it's gonna set up what happens 
to like how how some things come to be. I actually really liked that episode. There was no Mandalorian much in the episode. There was a cool space battle in the beginning of that episode, though. I I did like a lot, like a ship battle where they're fighting. Um, the visuals in this ep- in this season has been really good. Um, definitely mm-hmm. a lot of cool special effects. Um, I'm actually really digging it. I think this this is like it's really showing you more of what you know. I guess what the Mandalorians are going to do because now they're all kind of scattered and uh, they don't really have a home. So you're you're going more into like them trying to regain their society because they're kind of underground right now. So right. I'm liking it. I, I'm digging it. I can see why people don't like it, but I'm uh I'm still a fan. I'm still liking it. It's a lot better, like you said, than the other stuff they've been they have been releasing. So, uh, yeah, you know, this last no. episode was good. Though I think I think you'll change your tune a little bit after watching this last one. It was it was pretty cool. There was a couple things in it I was like, eh, really, but uh, for the most part, it was it was an exciting episode. Yeah, no, I'm in for the long haul. I've invested into it, so I'm gonna yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, it's just we know, we know ultimately. You know, we don't know how close they're going to get, but we know ultimately it's leading to the the last trilogy, right? That's obviously what happens. Yeah. You get there. Uh, but there's so many characters, you don't know what happens to them. So right. There is enough interest to get you good. Like, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, all right, well, we know where it's going to happen, but how does it get there? And yeah, what happens to all these characters? Because something's got to happen to them. Like, yeah, know, they're, they're not in the new Star Wars movie, so. No, where's Grogu? Where's the Mandalorian? Yeah. 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 No, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I'm sure the final episode to end the season will be something Epic. crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, sorry if you haven't seen the previous seasons, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think we spoiled much, but, uh, but yeah, I mean. The end of season two, that was like the biggest thing on the internet at the time. And, um, I'm sure they'll do something like that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's probably going to definitely happen. So I wanted to talk about this, this awesome movie that, um, that you need, definitely need to see. Um, we talked about <laughs> it, it a little bit. What was that? Does it involve Nicolas Cage? It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> I finally saw The Old Way, which is the West first Nicolas Cage Western. Okay. So I finally got to watch it. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. It was really good. Uh, for a Western, I definitely recommend it. It reminds it actually kind of reminded me of like the old Westerns like Shane and stuff like that. So it was cool. Um, Nicholas Cage, he, he plays a pretty cool gunslinger type character in it. And, uh, you know, nothing amazing, nothing groundbreaking about this movie. But for a Western, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoy it. I don't know what streaming services is going to be on. I kind of have to rent it right now. So. But I liked it. I thought it was awesome. Two thumbs up. So, so straightforward, straightforward Western, not anything crazy like he's kind of been doing a lot recently. No, no, this this is this is very this is this is a Western. He's he's a Western character. He's he's a, like I said, he's like a, an ex gunslinger and trying to start a family, stuff like that. And then something happens and brings him into it again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, typical Western, you know, formula there. So, but it's good. Seeing Cage as a Western, a Western type thing, it was, it was neat. I liked it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board, and uh, I got the official Dan approval, which 
you know, for Nicolas Cage might be a bit biased, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely okay. recommend this one though. For sure. I'm interested. I'm interested. Another one I just watched recently too, um, which you've seen this one and, uh, one of your favorite uh, movies you just watched last week starred this actress. So uh, one of your <laughs> new favorite movies, I should say. So, yeah, uh, that's right. The Menu. We talked about yeah, okay. it a little bit before, but uh, yeah, I just watched it. And uh, yeah, this, this movie's great. Uh, I loved it a lot. It's a lot, a lot of comedy in it. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's a horror, but it's, it's funny. Um, about these people, they, they have like a limited amount of people they can send to this island to have this ultimate food tasting experience so the guy a chef he's kind of like i would say he's like gordon ramsay but he's just like <laughs> very like high-end chef so it's like only a certain amount of people can go to this island they like i think they they fly him out to this island and all this crazy stuff happens so the whole movie is like twists and turns so i can't really talk about it too much without spoiling it but uh it's 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 a good movie what did you think of it did you like it a lot yeah no i like i, I did like it a lot uh and yeah, you can't really talk too much about it. Yeah. Um, but the characters that they got, different types of people, was great. Uh, and then yeah, uh, so there's like YouTubers in it, and there's like 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 uh, food snobs, and then there's like um, yeah, you know this guy, he's like obsessed with the chef, so he's like a huge fan. He's there, and then there's like this, this yeah, be- uh, beast beast from the X Men movies. Yes, there's uh, John Leguizamo's in it. He's like yep. to be a, a celebrity that's like kind of like fizzling out. He's trying to like pull on this hype train of food and stuff like that. So yeah, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought that was autobiographical uh, portrayal by John Leguizamo there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, was like, I thought his name was good. I thought it was going to be like him. Like he's playing himself kind of deal. <laughs> like an actor who's. <laughs> An actor is making terrible movies. Uh, sorry, John, but <laughs> yeah, there's some funny stuff in this movie. So, uh, was it? It's on HBO, right? Did yeah, I it is. It? Yeah, HBO yeah. Max. Yeah, yeah, watch yeah. it. It's on HBO. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a good movie. It's not like it's not like scary or anything like that. It's no. I, I would I would consider yeah, I guess horror thriller. There's nothing really too scary about it, but it's a good story. So I I call it like a dark comedy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, that's a good it's word different. For it than this movie I'm about to mention, but it's in the same, I would call this, it's, 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 it's like dark, dark comedy, like in Bruges. It's very, okay. uh, yeah, you know, they're a bit different, but it's, it's in that vein of, of dark and funny and all at the same time. And both movies, funny enough, involve Rafe. Don't call me Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious in both movies. Like he just plays a total psycho. Mm-hmm. And in Bruges, and then I, I can't say too much about the chef, but it's pretty hilarious, and he's awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's a great movie. Yeah, Ray, Ray Fiennes is, is always very good, very very good. He was great See, as uh, Red Dragon, and uh, he was great as the Red Dragon in Red Dragon too. Yes, yeah, uh, the, I love the Hannibal that. Lecter movie. Yeah, 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 he was great in that. Yeah. Do, do you have Do you have any shows or anything? I have one more, but I figured if you had anything, you can. Anyone to talk about? Uh me and me and Melissa have been watching the 1923. Okay, that's with uh, Harrison Ford, right? Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, which is like, whoa, that sounds like awesome. Yeah. It's like two of my favorite people. I love Helen Mirren; she's great, and Harrison yeah. Ford, of course, you know. 
He's been uh, in a couple of things that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might have a movie coming out this summer that doesn't seem to be any any kind of advertising, and that people might not even know is coming out. But it's a big summer movie that nobody knows about. But whatever. Um, <laughs> so it's the prequel. I have to make sure not to say sequel because it's not. It's a prequel show to the Yellowstone, which is you know become huge with Kevin Costner. The Yellowstone uh, multi-expanded universe. It is the Yellowstone expanded universe. Um, and Melissa's all about it. So <laughs> I didn't watch Yellowstone. She did. I didn't watch the first prequel show. I mean, I would come in and like see things every once in a while. But that was um, the first prequel show was 1883. Okay. And then now this is 1923. It's all the same family. It's like how they get to... Uh, the family of Yellowstone and Kevin Costner. So it's like it's like how Anakin becomes Darth Vader, basically. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I decided to watch 1923 because of the cast. I just, you know, those two people, it's great. That's probably like the best, the coolest cast they've gotten because the first season was like Sam Elliott, who's pretty cool. You know, he's always good in like West, he's always good in like Western type stuff. And oh yeah. And you had um uh Faith Hill and her and her husband. Um, to uh, McGraw, Tim McGraw. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So they're in. So like you know, and then the Kevin Costner is the main actor of the Yellowstone, who's not really like he's never really been one of my favorites. But to pull in Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, I was like, all right, I gotta check this out. Um, disappointing. Really? Wow. Disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Uh. Melissa, who's a huge fan of both the Yellowstone and 1883, is, agrees. Um, there's not enough Helen Mirren or Harrison Ford. Again, I won't spoil it, but there's not enough of them. Mm. Uh, they concentrate on like their nephew. Uh, they don't really. I think they don't really have any kids of their own. I don't think in the show. I think it's like they all raise like their nephews and, and nieces and stuff like that. But. Uh, they concentrate on their, their nephew who's in like Africa. He was like a World War One veteran and he's in like Africa and they're all in like Wyoming. Oh, God. Um, or Montana. I think it's Montana, actually. Um, and uh, so, like, the Africa storyline, he meets this like a really annoying character. Uh, I can't stand her. Uh, she's like English. Like, I guess back then, English people. I mean, I guess they still do it, but English people used to take like safari trips where they like really shouldn't have because they clearly weren't equipped to like, like it's like rich people who are like out in like the safari where like lions are attacking and stuff. <laughs> um, and they clearly don't know how to like handle themselves. Um, so he's like a hunter, their nephew, who he, he pretty much gets hired by all these rich people like to like, uh, like if a lion or or a leopard or something is like terrorizing one of their camps. He gets like hired to like hunt them down and like, and kill the animals and, and save the, these rich people. But he ends up meeting this, this English woman and, and she's like the most annoying person like ever, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> so they concentrate a little bit too much on that. Not enough Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're into that series, Yellowstone, 1883, definitely recommend, you know, keep it going because it does, give you a more in-depth look of the fa- the family and how they got to where they get to. And, um, and there is another storyline actually of a, of, um, an Indian, like teenager. She's like, a, like, she's like probably like 
16, 17, and she's in a school that like where they're it's like nuns and priests and they're teaching the, all the Indian girls how to be like proper women. And I'm okay. doing like air quotes here, people can't see me, but <laughs> they teach they're teaching like Native Americans like the Native American girls like how to how to cook and be, and be a good wife because that's what you're going to be from now on. Um, you know, and obviously like they all hate it and she lashes out and she's a pretty she's a pretty badass character. Like she keeps like punching nuns in the face and like hitting and fighting them. Oh, um, yeah. And it's pretty hilarious. And uh, Melissa tells me that she's her ancestors become a big characters. Um, I guess maybe like, I don't know if her grandson or her son or something become a big character in the Yellowstone. So I guess that's why they're concentrating on her. And uh, yeah, that's probably like the coolest part of the show. Like she's a pretty cool character and all and what they do with the native American storyline is like really cool but is, is harrison ford and uh are they are they is he good in it at least or is it, he's just not he, in it enough he's very he's very grizzled you know he's he's very i'm harrison ford now get off you know, my plane i talk like this yeah he's very grizzled okay. uh but yeah no they're awesome i mean they're both awesome helen mirren's playing like an irish woman and she's the wife of harrison ford and like yeah they're badass i mean they're really nice. cool you know they live a hard life out there and Montana and you know late 1800s early 1900s um and they have to like defend they kind of have to like defend their land against other people so he does some pretty cool stuff in it yeah sounds uh, like it sounds like my life like yeah. describing here is like <laughs> my everyday struggles here now I don't want to get into it too much with this other one but it's definitely not as good as the Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone uh, oh, much better nice. show in my opinion uh, Tulsa King was awesome, so I definitely recommend if you have Paramount, which on 1923 is also on, I would check out Tulsa King. And this is for you. I don't know if you've seen this. Paramount has a new Kiefer Sutherland show that's basically essentially 24. <laughs> yes, I've 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 seen advertisements for, and I definitely want to get on it because I love 24. It's this is essentially like 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 25 so, episodes all an hour long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In real time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like 25th hour uh, by so with the Spike Lee and Norton movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a good one, too. Yeah, it's a good one. It's got uh, one of our buddy's favorite actresses in it, Rosario Dawson. So. Oh, yeah. yeah he you know, he must, he must like that one, our buddy Bob. Yeah, he watches everything with her in it. He's, like, obsessed. It's crazy. <laughs> a, I don't know why. Why? Yeah, he, he like, loves her, so. Pretty sure he's got like her posters all over his wall too and everything. But. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, but uh, he'll have to come on here and one day and tell everyone straight from the horse's mouth about his love for Rosario Dawson. Yeah, his top five picks and stuff. You know, but that's pretty much it for me in terms of watching any shows. I haven't seen any crazy movies except for uh, Puppet Master, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Littlest Reich, which we watched, which we didn't mention. Yes, I was. This was my last movie I was going to talk about. So you read my mind. Thirteenth Puppet Master movie. There's, there's more too. This is like just the thirteenth one. And uh, you, you talked about this in great detail one of the last one of the other podcasts we had. So I was like, you got to talk about Puppet Master. You like, you love this movie. 
<laughs> you, you were intrigued. You were intrigued. I, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we watched it when we we did the uh, wrestling uh, podcast. When we we watched all the episodes, and the, the night before, because he came, uh, you and my sister came over. Um, we watched this movie the night before, and it's it's hilarious. I think it's on Tubi. And um, yeah, and if you want a, a good laugh, um, this is definitely a good a good laugh for sure. So. Um, this is one yeah. of those awfully awesome movies. I would, yeah. I would recommend. Yeah, you don't you don't go in for the storyline. You go in for uh, kills and stuff. Some of the funniest kills I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Yeah, there's some there's some good kills in this one. It's hilarious. I know. I, I want to talk about them, but if anybody actually actually decides <laughs> to watch this movie, <laughs> uh, I don't want to ruin the laughs. So. Yeah, and and you, and you caught me off guard too because this is the thirteenth Puppet Master movie, and you all know that I I have to watch every single movie in <laughs> in order, and I just jumped in on number thirteen. I I probably only seen like four or five Puppet Master movies, so I'm missing you know a hundred other ones in between. I know. I think I thought I saw like your veins popping out of your neck, like <laughs> while we were watching God. it. I was like, look, I was like watching the movies like on my phone, like. <laughs> Like Your somewhere. anxiety was like through the roof of like, I haven't seen the previous ones. <laughs> what is happening? Who are all these puppets? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, we actually researched like the puppets' names and found out about them too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, it was pretty it was, story. So it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. I, I I highly recommend it for a goofy, fun horror movie. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. So on to the next segment. We have What's cooking with the Turnpike Brothers? Where's the Wellington? I'm getting nervous. Service, please. Come on, please. The duck. Fogger. Yes, chef. Where's the cabbage? Come on, Garrett. Go. Keith and Garrett, they've just got all quiet. None of you are working as a team. Where's the lamb sauce? This is the lamb Where's sauce. the lamb Where's sauce? The lamb sauce? Right here, chef. Lamb sauce is coming up. There's just nothing coming together. A couple things here I want to talk about. So a couple things I might have had to eat. A couple things I might have made. So I know you guys are intrigued on on this segment. You know, what's what, what's Dan cooking in the kitchen? So <laughs> I uh, over the weekend. Um, this is a big, this is another North Jersey, South Jersey thing. Uh, I was craving these for so long. We don't have White Castles around here. That's a big North Jersey thing. We used to have them uh, in Cherry Hill and a couple other spots, but uh, they don't have them anymore. So I was like really craving some White Castles. So I made myself some mean White Castle burgers. They were awesome. Uh, might have been a little bit better than White Castle because, you know, I'm making them. Uh, <laughs> I grilled them up. They were awesome. I, I made some for you before. You, you, you thought they were okay, right? Yeah, no, they were good. I liked them. Yeah, I mean, it it, it it has to be a pretty bad burger for me not to like it. So, yeah. what is your opinion of White Castle? Do you, do you like them? Do you rate them as high as some of your other favorite fast food places like Taco Bell and stuff like that? <laughs> Nothing's Taco Bell. First of all, Taco Bell is like on another plane. But then you want to get you want to talk about like normal human level fast food and not godlike fast food um, <laughs> peasant fast food yeah you want to talk about the peasant fast food uh, i pro no you know i do like white castle burgers i mean i used to get like the frozen ones you know in the, in the supermarket and stuff like that yeah not the same yeah exactly yeah uh and they they put like loads and loads and loads of onions on those ones and i yeah. hate 
onions. So that always got me like really mad, which is nice when you go to like into the actual White Castle, you can tell them like don't put onions on it. And uh, yeah, in the actual White Castle, they're good. I just like have I just really haven't had it enough in my life. You know, we never had a White Castle over in my area ever, like ever. Yeah. Uh, Clifton, New Jersey was like the closest. Yeah. And uh, that's not close to like where I live in Butler. Not close at all. It's like it's like a half an hour to, you know, 40, 40 minute drive, depending on traffic and stuff. Like Route 46. You know, you know where the closest one to me is? It's like like an hour and a half away. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so not that bad, but it's far enough that I'm just not gonna go there ever. So yeah. um, you know, we used to live a little bit closer to two of us, um, to Clifton. So yes. it was possible, but now it's not. Um so now I, you know, I still like Wendy's better. I still like, I'll still take McDonald's over it. Honestly, I don't know if this is considered fast food, but I guess it's like a little higher end fast food, but give me Shake Shack like any day. Yeah. yeah I would say it's, that's, that's kind of like your five guys and stuff like that. It's yeah. still fast food, but not quite at the same level as uh, like a right. McDonald's or something. Right. So give me Shake Shack like all day, all week, man. Well, I have an interesting story with White Castle. When I when I was living up there, um, there's there was two White Castles. So there was one that was in Patterson, right? Which, if you're not familiar, Patterson, some spots in it could be a little dangerous. And then there was yeah. one in Clifton, which was a little, which was further away. It was probably maybe that one was like me, like you said, forty minutes a half hour away. The one in Patterson to where I was living was like maybe ten minutes away, if that. So it was a lot closer. So. I mustered up enough courage because I'm like, you know what? I'll just go during the day. I'll go through the drive through. I'll be real quick. I'll get my crave case. I'll bounce. So I drive through there. I, I go, I go to Patterson, go through some, some really shady spots in there. And I get to the white castle. I see there's a huge line in the drive through. I look inside. There's like no one in there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go inside. So I park <laughs> my car. <laughs> I walk in. I walk into the White Castle. First, as I'm walking in, this guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, he's like, what, where do you get those shoes from? He's looking at my shoes and I had like Tony Hawk shoes that I got from Kohl's. So nothing fancy. I'm like, oh, it's just Tony Hawk's, nothing big. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Do you have any Percocet? And I'm like, what? No, what about any Percocet? <laughs> he's like, it's not for me. It's not for me. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I just like pretty much run into this into this white castle. Like once I get inside, there's like bulletproof glass in this place. Like oh, right behind the cab. I'm like, oh great. So if something happens, like I'm pretty much screwed. They're, they'll be fine back there. So <laughs> as I'm like waiting, I order my food. As I'm waiting, there's a guy sitting at the table and he's selling bootleg DVDs. This is how far back we're going. He's selling bootleg DVDs. That's me if I want to buy any. I'm looking to see if he's got any Nicolas Cage ones. But um, <laughs> it's just so funny inside like a fast food chain. This guy's selling bootleg DVDs. So I get my food and I, I get out of there as fast as I can. So it was, uh, you know, you, that's, that's what you, you get when you go to those kind of places sometimes, you know. <laughs> did you buy a DVD? Everyone wants to know. Did you buy one? Oh, no. I, he didn't have any Cage ones. And if he did, yeah. I already had them. So <laughs> I mean, that was almost like your dream of white castle and bootleg dvds in the same spot <laughs> yeah if i wasn't the fear fear of getting like you know, shanked or something but, <laughs> uh you know i was i was too focused uh once i got in there and saw the bulletproof glass i was like oh well this is this is not a good sign 
<laughs> and that, and, and, we, and the two of us used to make a trip to Patterson sometimes to get uh, a certain food, which was uh, a little Caesars. We would crave little Caesars because, again, it's like not anything. There's no little Caesars like around here at all. No. Uh, so we would crave little Caesars sometimes, and they also had the bulletproof glass in there. Yeah, yeah, they never... did. That that was like on the outskirts of the really <laughs> bad area, so that that wasn't too bad. But no. know, it was still kind of scary that it had bulletproof glass. So I think they we slid would... the pizza through this little slot too. It was like... They did. <laughs> they did. It was like a uh, they would put it on this thing. It was like the thing that uh, uh, Jody Foster talks to like Hannibal Lecter, where she puts <laughs> it like in the thing and then like closes it, and pushes it through, and then he gets it. Like it was like that with your pizza. <laughs> yeah. We would do. I remember we would do. I, I would run in because you would drive usually or whatever. And I'd be like, keep the car running. And you would stand, and I would run in and get the pizza and like jump mid movie, like you moving the car. I would like jump in and yeah. like it was like a bank movie. It was like a Jason Statham bank movie or something. Yeah, don't even stop. Just keep rolling, you know, just get out real quick. And you know, yeah. it was worth it. It was worth it. So. Yeah, you got the crazy sticks, you know. They, they, they had some good stuff there. And uh, like you said, oh, I don't know why you got to go to these, these bad places to get this awesome, you know, food you can't get anywhere else. So I know, I know. Oh, oh well, something. Yeah. Well, next time I, I go visit you, I'll have to stop by and uh, see if that guy is still wanting Percocet and those DVDs are still there. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you make sure you wear some nice shoes though. First too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right. Anytime you, you ask somebody for Percocet, you gotta you gotta start with complimenting their shoes. That's like a that's like a amazing, amazing tactic uh, by that guy. Yeah. So so another another thing I had recently, um, I had this at work actually, and uh, you know me, I'm I'm big with hot stuff. So I love I love really <laughs> spicy things. I like hot wings. I love all this stuff. So we went to this place. Uh, we ordered it. And I don't know why I always do this stuff at work, but I got these. They're like they're called ludicrous wings. We went to this place. It's called chicken or chicken, chicken or the egg. So this place, they're big in, in the, the shore towns. They have a they have a, a place there and they're always known for their wings. A man versus food actually went to the one down at the shore. And the challenge was to eat these ludicrous wings uh, in a certain amount of time. And I think he had to eat like 10 of them or something. He ends up doing it, but. It wasn't a pleasant experience. They bred the the wings and some kind of crazy breading that actually has like all these like spices and peppers and ghost peppers and all kinds of crazy oh. stuff. I forget the call. They call it the the liquid that the the sauce they use. They call it the devil's blood, and it's like black. Like the they they pour it on the wings. It's like black. So <laughs> you know. A buddy of mine at work, he likes he likes hot stuff too. So we're like, all right, you know, we'll order there there was like a five count you could do. So we're like, all right, we'll do the five count, we'll split it. So that's like that's like two 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 and a half wings. So we get the wings, we're sitting down. As soon as he he or he went to go pick them up, as soon as he came into the office, you could smell it. Like he was like so far away. He opened up the door, you could smell how hot these wings were. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I told him to get towards the end of my shift, by the way. I'm like, get at the end of my shift. I came with, like, prepared. I had, like, my – I had uh, lemonade and orange juice because I can't drink milk. It'll it's just, I'll have a different issue altogether. <laughs> so, so that's, like, the next – they say drink something acidic. So 
Um, I had both of those. I stopped by Wawa, of course, picked up my, my, my kit. I had my Tums, you know, I was all set. I was ready to go. <laughs> so, uh, so we pulled out these wings. Um, we got the boneless ones because I was like, I'm not trying to like get that in my beard or on my lips. So we cut them up. So it was easy for me to eat them. So we go, we bite it. We bite into them the same time and we're chewing them. We're like, that's not too bad. It's just a good flavor to it. All of a sudden it kicks you like full force, like a right in the back of the throat is burning sensation. It's so powerful. Like I, like it almost like knocked me out. It was like so strong. And uh, <laughs> it just comes up out of nowhere. And it's like your whole, your whole, your whole like neck, everything is just like burning from this thing. And I'm like eating them. I'm just, I'm just like going through them. Like I, I dipping them in blue. The first bites, couple bites, I didn't have any blue cheese. I didn't drink anything. I just was like going at them. And it just hit me all sun. I was just like sweating. I started tearing up. It was pretty bad. But luckily, since they were boneless, I was able to cut them. So I didn't touch my lips because that would have been really bad. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like eating them, going through them. And I ended up getting through like, I, I ended up finishing my two. And since we got the boneless ones, they were like chicken they were like chicken fingers, so they were huge. So I, I would say they're as equivalent to eating like maybe five or six wings of with these yeah. ridiculous hustles. So the last one, we were going to split in half. Barry was intrigued by us eating this. So we cut it into a bunch of little pieces. So a couple of the guys in the office like, oh, yeah, try this wing. It's really hot. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, you usually eat hot stuff? They're like, no. I'm like, well, you might not want to try. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. They had like the littlest bite, like like a, almost a bite, maybe half a bite. And they're like freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, it's so hot. They're like tearing up. They're like, how would you eat two full things of these? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that would be me, by the way. Yeah, so we uh, we housed his wings. And uh, the, whole, the the rest of the day, I, I felt pretty terrible. I was like, <laughs> I was moving stuff around. And like the other guy I was with, he was like, he's like, I He's like, I can't do anything now. He's like, I'm, I'm done for the day. Like, I'm just gonna go home early. I think it was like his. It was like his anniversary too, like his wedding anniversary. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, you're gonna be completely useless. Today. <laughs> what? What? A, what? Not a good time to do that. <laughs> it's also good that you guys got the uh, boneless because I'm assuming you didn't have to use your hands. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Yeah, I I, uh, I cut him up with a fork and knife and. Um, because uh, you get some of that hot sauce on your hands, and something other things can happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's bad news. You don't want it on your hands. It's hard to get off, and, uh, and yeah, sometimes you, don't you touch. touch you don't want yeah. to touch anything. You don't want to touch your your eyes. You don't want to touch anything because it's it'll burn really bad. So uh, these wings were hot uh, for You're... sure, but um, I've had hotter wings. Uh, this this place called Sopranos, they had wings. I think they called them 911 wings. Those are the hottest wings I've ever had. Uh, I've tried Buffalo Wild Wings, hottest wings, which they're not that hot. Um, they're hot, but not like this. The ludicrous wings, the flavor was good because sometimes you get these ones that are just so hot, they're not even good. I think yeah. the 911 Soprano wings are that. Like, they're just terrible. They're not good. They're hot. I couldn't even finish them. Um, these ones I was able to finish. The wing itself wasn't good, though. I didn't really care for the meat on it, but the flavoring was good, so it was okay. Um, did, it, did, it, did, it, did it did it come out the way it went in? <laughs> believe it or not, no. I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be a, a vengeance. I was going to have to fight later on, but no. Actually, believe it or not, no. No, no after effects of it, other than okay. being a longer. I had like this. 
it was like right in the middle of my stomach, like this, like this pain yeah. I had for a little bit, and it, it did go away eventually. So, how how did it compare? I don't know if you remember, but how did it compare to the Ghost Pepper? So the Go, Ghost Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang Clan came out with his own beer, which I found out by accident. Uh, which is a ghost pepper beer. How did it compare to that? Because that pretty much killed, almost killed me. <clears throat> um, that that beer was just terrible. I it wasn't the heat. <laughs> the heat really wasn't the issue with that beer. The beer itself was the issue. It was disgusting. Um, but yeah, I that that was awful. That that was that was terrible. I I wouldn't I would never want to drink that beer ever again. I only did like a little shot of it, not even a full beer, and I I I could barely do it. It was it awful. Was- yeah, it was it was it was disgusting. Uh, well, we just watched Ghostface Killer as a as a Sponsor. fan. Yeah, we just, we just ticked them off. Yeah. So, real real quick story, and I can't handle hot stuff like Dan. I think he's insane for even doing what he just did. But <laughs> we were in Key West, and the girls went to a drag show, and me, you, and your dad decided to walk the streets, and we were gonna maybe hit a bar and whatever, and get a drink or something. So we walked Good. in this bar. And they to save money, they have this. What was it? I think it was a dollar, right? It was like yeah. bobbing for beer. So you pay a dollar, you bob into this this thing of beer, and you pull out whatever you pull out. You have to drink. And we went during like the springtime, so yeah, they were getting rid of a lot of old stock. Made sense. There were a lot of winter lagers and stuff in there that people wouldn't really drink anymore at this point in the year. So you guys pull out. I think like you pulled out like a chocolate thing. Uh, I think your dad pulled out some like dark winter lager. All right, whatever. Yeah, I pulled I pulled this beer it has no label, no label on it. Which I swear to God they did they did it on purpose. Whoever thought they were really <laughs> funny doing this on purpose. Now I I never knew they made like ghost pepper beer. Like why would I ever think of that? Right. <laughs> so, what's the first thing when you when you really first get a beer? You, know, you really take you usually take like a real pretty big swig. Yeah. Um, of your first drink of beer because you want to get like a good taste and you know, it's refreshing and you kind of just want to get that first big swig down and then you, you know, then you drink it at your leisure or whatever. So I take my big swig, <laughs> swallow it. And then I'm, and I'm like, what the hell was that? Oh my God. That was the hottest beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I felt it travel down my esophagus. It hit my stomach. One drink, one swig one gulp of this and it hit my stomach and i was like like stood up and like made it halfway to the bathroom because i thought i was gonna throw up <laughs> i kept it down i did keep yeah. it down, but it was undrinkable as you said i absolutely undrinkable and the bartender's like oh i guess you got the ghost pe- ghost face killer beer and i'm like great uh she's like she's like guys actually come here like asking that like on purpose like they come here to drink that and i'm like they must be insane it, it was totally undrinkable she had to turn it into like shots for us i was like you need to yeah. come down for me. uh and she tried to turn it into shots and like and like you just said it was it was it was it was one of the worst experiences of my life <laughs> yeah she's she's put them in a, in a bunch of shot glasses and and like i think i i did one i think you did one and then my dad took a sip of it and then he put it down and made this face. And I just grabbed the shot from him and was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, immediately, he immediately wanted ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he got ice cream, which is smart. because It's dairy, so 
and he did make him feel better afterwards. So he was like, "We need ice cream now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Uh, I don't know how you could even drink a whole beer, a, a whole beer of that. It was disgusting. Yeah, no, it's 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 bad. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what they were thinking with hot sauce and beer. It's it's crazy. Ghost pepper and beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. We did also another thing when you guys were here for the yep. wrestle our big WrestleMania episode. Uh, we went to Death of the Fox Brewery. Yep. This place is awesome. They do coffee and beer. Like they brew all that stuff there, and you can get like flights. You can get coffee flights. You can get beer flights. So it kind of gives you a little bit of both. And uh, this place is great. Um, the people there are really cool. They're very chill. Um, we we both did flights. You did two flights. Um, yeah. Elena got a coffee. Melissa got coffee. So yep. uh, they had some cool, like they had a Reese's beer. They had a, uh, I think, a, well, a Milky Way. Yep. Maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff there. Irish Stout. Uh, Pilsners. And um... what was your favorite one? Well, <sighs> I don't know if I can remember specifically. Um, I like I tried... the Milky Way. Milky Way one is the one I liked a lot. I thought that was pretty yeah, good. I, yeah, I love Milky Ways, but I actually wasn't crazy about that beer. Um, yeah. I, really that, it. Eight, I had eight different ones, so I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, the maple syrup, I remember, was pretty good. Yeah. And, and I did like the Irish Stout, I think, a lot. Um, and they had like an English ale, too. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah but that cool place, place was cool because, you know, the girls, the, the Turnpike sisters, didn't want they didn't want to drink any any uh, any beer, so they can get their cool fancy lattes and coffees, and they were happy, and we got our beers. And um, I don't know if I've ever seen a brewery coffee house combination before. So. Yeah, I never seen it either. That's pretty cool. And, and speaking of breweries, I was gonna say, what's your three top favorite breweries? I uh, I'll go first. I. Uh, I did like this one a lot, but I've been to a lot of different breweries. So, um, so my three, my three favorite, um, down at number three, I have, uh, Sam Adams on Boston. Sam mm-hmm. Adams is an awesome brewery, a lot of history there. Uh, it's actually not really a brewery where you go. It's more of like a tasting room. Um, but they tell you all about it. They give you the drinks, they give you the glasses. They got the cool gift shop, but what's cool about Sam Adams is after after you do the the tour and everything they have a party bus right outside of it mm. and it's got like uh it's got like a, you know the poles in it and everything and there's this funny guy and uh they take you right to um this place called doyle's and it's this little like irish pub place so you get in this free shuttle it takes you right to this bar it's not too far from there and if you go to doyle's they have um if you if you say you're part of the tour, like show them your wristband, if you get any of the Sam Adams loggers, they actually give you a free glass. And what's cool about that too, um, they have some of the best clam chowder I've ever had in Doyle's. That's probably my favorite clam chowder. So if you yeah. go to Sam Adams, gotta do the Doyle's. Gotta go to Doyle's. That's what he does. <laughs> Doyle's rules. Doyle's, yeah. Um, <laughs> my second favorite brewery I've ever been to, uh, Harpoon, which is also in Boston. Mm. Uh, not, not. I love Harpoon. I do like their beer. Not, maybe not my favorite beer, but this brewery is awesome. Um, it's huge, huge brewery. They brew there, 
uh, I went to their Oktoberfest actually um, there too once. Uh, so I've been to this brewery a couple times. And what's cool about their tasting room, when they let you in the tasting room, they let you drink. I don't know if they still do this, but they let you drink as much as you can while they're in there talking about the beer. So I had the, I got pretty smashed when I was there. <laughs> and um, I started asking all these crazy questions so we could stay in that room longer. And <laughs> I, drink, I, I only know what I drank when I was in there. I was just like, yeah, I'll try that one. I'll try that one. So I just kept on going. And I thought that was awesome because I don't know why these breweries don't. Well, I guess I know why they don't. But I'm like, they're brewing it here. And she just, she just give it to me as much as I want. <laughs> the, uh, the people you were with are like, he, he, he's not the hero we, we deserve, but he's the hero we needed. Yes. Uh, when you kept asking questions and letting everything drink more. <laughs> Doug, I don't know who this guy is, but he he's awesome. He's my character. <laughs> and my favorite brewery ever is Yangling. I love this brewery. Yeah. I love the beer. I love Yangling. Um, the history in this brewery, it's like probably one of the oldest breweries maybe in America. I don't know for sure, but it, it's got like so much history in there. And they give you two two uh, beers to test when you go at the, to this tour. And uh, it's just a cool being in that much history in this place it's the and they they brew there too you can see the bottling facility uh it's a it's a it's a big tour too i i think it might be free like it's a free tour it's it's pretty awesome most of these tours these places they're free or they're like very cheap so uh i, I love doing these brewery tours i like even making my own beer too like i i brew stuff too so i, I love all all learning all about it so yeah 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 that's yeah, I was gonna say Yingling uh, as well. Uh, okay. Philadelphia, Philadelphia water, as they call yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I was gonna Yingling. Um, you know, we have one local in Butler, which I know you like some of their stuff, which is Ramstein. Yeah, it's my favorite uh, winter beer from the yeah, area. right, right in my town. Um, yeah, you know, not anything super fancy or big like some of these other breweries, but they have a nice yeah. little tasting room. Um, I just, our buddy. Vars James just uh, introduced me to in uh, Wayne, New Jersey, Seven Tribesmen. Okay. Uh, didn't get to, didn't do like a brewery tour. We went there at night, but they have a really nice tasting room and um, kind of place where you can kind of hang out like that, like Death of the Fox. Um, where you cool. can just hang out around there. Yeah. So that was really cool. And they had some good beers. But my favorite one, I mean, I have to say this is going to be Guinness in Dublin. Yes. I figured you would. Yeah. St. James's Gate, which is the famous Dublin. Um, Guinness uh, gate they have there. That's like the fa- in all the pictures and everything. Yeah. The black gate. Um, yeah, I mean, that brewery was awesome. It's like, I don't even know, it's like three or four levels. Um, we're sitting like in the one area where you're kind of like, like every single level. And we're drinking in the one area and like, all of a sudden, they just brought like all of a sudden you hear you start hearing like the Irish drums and they brought like all these Irish dancers, <laughs> which I know you're, you're, you're paper. <laughs> that's awesome i know so they're like they're irish dancing like in this while we're all in this room and drinking our beer and stuff and they were like awesome and it was really they were really good and i mean talk about history and oh, yeah. there was so much to see there uh they they show you how the correct way to pour a guinness uh which i've forgotten now unfortunately but they show you the proper way to pour a guinness and they teach everybody you have uh, one job, man. People pay I know. good I money know. to fly out there and learn how to do this. <laughs> and you just, God. <laughs> you know, I, if I don't do something like all the time, I like forget it. Or I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, 
Maybe I'm like Kelly Bundy from uh, Married with Children. Like, the more you teach me, like, other stuff leaves my brain. I don't know. But uh, Okay. Maybe it's drunken recall. You just got to drink a lot, and then you'll be like, you start pouring like a savant again. It could be. It could be. Uh, but I do have to say this. Guinness over there tastes a thousand times better than our Guinness we have over here. Um, yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, I guess because our Guinness over here, I guess, I think it's brewed over here. Um, where and our, our water's... Our water over here is just not as good as their water in Ireland. And uh, it just tastes like I, I took a, the first sip of it. And I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, it's straight at the brewery, too. So obviously it hasn't been like canned and like put on a truck and distributed. So maybe that helps or hurts its taste a little bit, I should say. Um, this is like straight from the brewery. But I mean, I tasted. it. I was like, oh, my God, this is what Guinness is supposed to taste like. It's, it's, it was amazing. Yeah, you brought me back a bottle and a glass actually, but a, a yeah. bottle from directly from there, and it did it did taste really good. Um, I, I remember really enjoying it. I do love love my glass it has my name etched in it. And it's yep. like their their fancy glass, so I yep. drink that anytime I drink Guinness or any any really nice quality beer. I usually bust it out. That or my Sam yeah. Adams one because they have a special glass you're supposed to pour Sam right. Adams into. So. Yeah, and then uh, if I ever get back to Dublin, uh, not too far, is Jameson's Distillery. So I'll have to get there next time. Oh, man. Yeah, we could talk about whiskey and all that, too. We'll, yep. yeah, we'll do a whole podcast on that because I love, I love whiskey. <laughs> so, um, all right. So um, our next segment is, uh, is a big one for us. It's uh, Talking Sports. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> so, real quick, let me uh, let me let me talk about the Phillies right now. Um, oh man, yeah, um, yeah. They they can't get their act together. Um, they finally won a game. So at this point, I think we were game seven. There's seven games so far. They've been playing think, the. What was that? I think it's six. I think they're one and five after today. I think. Yes, they have won one game and lost five. They uh, they played the the um, the, Ra- the uh, they played Texas, the Rangers. Yep. And now they're playing the Yankees. Uh, well, they played Yankees. the Yankees. They've they've lost that series. They won one game in the middle though, so mm. um, we'll we'll take it, I guess. But we're we got some injuries right now and uh, not looking too good. Obviously, there's still 400 other games left, so <laughs> we got plenty of time to spin it around. But. Uh, that's my disappointing Philly talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just saw today that they were—they're uh, one of the—it's one of the worst starts in the last forty years for a team that was in the World Series the year before. Um, there's only been six teams in the last forty years that have gone to have started one and five after being in the World Series the year prior. Um, not a good sign for Philly because out of the other five teams, none of them went to the playoffs. Literally, nobody went to the playoffs starting that season one and five. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything. Every season's different. And oh, yeah. About 5,000 yeah. games left, so they could easily yeah. come back. And, uh, <laughs> uh, my, Mets, so. my Mets have not been any better. Um, you know, hyped up to hyped up to be maybe this one of the top teams, and uh, they are not looking like it so far. Uh, one of their big signings, uh, Justin Verlander, who won the World Series for the Astros last year, with the Astros, uh, big surprise—he got injured. I mean, he, you know, what a surprise—a forty-something-year-old guy gets injured. So he's injured. 
uh, and uh, they can't hit, and they're supposed to have all these hitters, supposedly. Uh, and uh, earlier in the week, they're combined – they lost combined two games, nineteen to nothing. Whew. Yeah, ten to nothing the first game, nine oh, to nothing man. literally the next day. So two days in a row, and they lost a combined nineteen nothing. So uh, yeah, they haven't been looking so good either. Yeah. No, oh, we, got some, wait, we got wait, some. Th- <laughs> we got wait, some. We got some bad losses too. So Turnpike Turnpike Brothers breaking news. Hold on. Breaking news. Aaron Rodgers has been traded. Oh, never mind. No, never mind. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers traded in his car. I thought it was said he's traded to the Jets. That's, that's, uh, that's still, that's still, that still hasn't happened. Sorry, fake fake news. Sorry, fake news. I think um, when this when this podcast finally airs out, he'll still not be on the team. So um, yeah, <laughs> I, I did see it. I did see a hilarious meme that said by the time the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be AARP Rodgers. <laughs> so he's going to be. Arpin Rogers. <laughs> just, just, just count double check. <laughs> just kind of social security check, more like it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Sorry, Jets fans. It still hasn't happened. Even by the time this podcast comes out, I'm pretty confident it still hasn't happened. And Maybe by happened, episode 50. Who knows? Yeah. And it's by the time this episode's released, he did. He, he's traded the Jets. Well, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't think it's happen anytime soon. So, all right. So, the I don't know if you have anything else in sports, but there's a big there's a big sportsman <laughs> quote um, thing that I know you're dying to talk about. I am. I am sports. Dot 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 entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. So. We usually don't spoil things on this podcast, but I'm going to spoil because by the time this episode comes out, if you're a wrestling fan, you should have watched WrestleMania. So uh, things are going to get spoiled. So if you haven't watched WrestleMania yet, whoops, too bad. Um, Spoil away. You know, generally, and then before I get into it, some other big news came out, which you probably heard of literally the day right after. Uh, So I'll I'll talk about that a little bit too. Okay. uh, WrestleMania, I give, I watched all. 25 hours of it I can't get myself enough wrestling and just just you, you know what you could have done in those 25 hours you could have watched every single puppet master movie I know Maybe. I know what a, what a waste of time I could have done something better but uh, you might as well just pump wrestling into my veins because I, I probably just watch it forever so uh, I give it a general B. I give like a B, maybe a maybe a B plus for overall. Wow, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, better than I thought. Um, I oh. mean, it's it's supposed to be their Super Bowl, so it really it should get an A or A plus, right? Essentially, you know, um, hypothetically, but uh, yeah. I give it a B, B plus. I'm not going to break down every single match, but that would be an entire podcast by itself. But uh, <laughs> both nights, so it's, they split into two nights. For the uninitiated, uh, they split into two nights because it's so much wrestling. So me and Melissa went to the last WrestleMania, which was in New York, where it was still one night, and we were literally there for like eight hours watching wrestling. <laughs> eight hours of wrestling in person at Giant Stadium, no, sorry, Met, Met Life Stadium. And, and Melissa's still with you. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> the divorce did not instantly happen, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> So, 
they finally decided they need to split up into two nights because it's just too much for, for people to handle. In one night, uh, and both nights started really slow and bad. Uh, the first two matches of both nights were not good, in my opinion. In my opinion, who was, my who opinion was right. Who was wrestling? So it was John Cena. The first match of WrestleMania the first night. So the first ever match of this, of this WrestleMania. John Cena versus this new up-and-coming guy called Austin Theory. Um, he, he's like 20-something, and you know John Cena's like 55. So, uh, you know, you, you, you know the young guy's going to win because they're trying to push this guy, and John Cena's just a part-timer. Um, but John Cena usually puts on some pretty decent matches. They're usually entertaining. This was not. It was, it was boring. It was quick. It was over in like five minutes. It was a very quick match. Um, not good. Uh, one of the best matches, though, of the first night, 100%, was uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, for, which was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I mean, they beat the absolute crap out of each other. And it was awesome, and I was there for it every second. Uh, me and Melissa both loved that match. Uh, Charlotte Flair is just, I mean, she, you know, so it's Ric Flair's daughter. Um, she transcends, like, what women's wrestling, like, was. Like, she's, pro- she's definitely, uh, you know, she's got to be the best woman wrestler that's ever existed. Um, wow. Yeah, she's, she's just awesome. She's so athletic. She's such a great storyteller. Uh, when she's a bad guy, you love to hate her. When she's a guy, when she's never really usually a full good guy, but you cheer for her. Like she's just great. And then Rhea Ripley, who's a uh, little bit younger, um, but she's cool. She's like all out, like super goth, wears all black and got tattoos, and uh, she's just badass. That's a great match. Um, so that was the best match of the first night. Um, second night, you got Brock Lesnar in the beginning. Uh, Brock Lesnar is boring as hell, <laughs> and his match is boring as hell, just like you would expect. And suplex, suplex City, man. Suplex City. So he picked up that that big dude. He's like he did towers Brock Lesnar, who's a he, big guy. Yeah crazy. he he made Brock Lesnar look like a midget. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> he look like a really tiny person. It's crazy. Uh so the guy he's fought is another young guy that they're supposedly trying to build up. There's rumors that Brock Lesnar might be retiring soon from doing WWE. Uh, well, he hurt his back like three times trying to suplex him. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Uh, so you expect that they're going to, you know, the whole building up to the story was, oh, he, he can suplex everybody and he can F5, which is his big move. It's supposed to be like an F5 tornado. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So he, <laughs> F five is his big move that he can't do it to this guy because he's so big, right? He's so yeah, big. It's huge. huge. So you're thinking, well, okay, you know, Brock Lesnar usually wins like every single match, but you're like, maybe they, yeah, they're gonna push the young guy, they're gonna push the big guy, make him look like a formidable monster. No, like you know, he gets Brock Lesnar a little bit of trouble in the beginning, but then once Brock Lesnar started like an offense, this guy just crumbled, and now you know he's not a legitimate like monster anymore. Now you're like, well, oh, he's seven foot. Well, who cares? He just got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar about five seconds. So, like, 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 who cares anymore? You just ruined this character. So, questionable to me for that tactic. Okay. Um, and then you end the night uh, with Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. 
So that was the big main event of, of the whole WrestleMania. Uh, Melissa loves Cody Rhodes, as we found out. That's one of her uh, hot wrestlers that she really likes. Yeah, uh, we'll, have, we'll have to talk about the hot wrestler poll after this. Yeah, we will. So those are two hot wrestlers she really likes, but she, she, doesn't, she doesn't really like Roman Reigns' as, as character, but she loves Cody Rhodes. Loves Cody Rhodes. Mm. So she was really disappointed that Cody Rhodes lost. Um, again, questionable tactic. So Roman Reigns is a bad guy. He's been champion for now for 945 straight days, I think it is. Um, which is like breaking records. He's getting up to close to like Hulk Hogan and uh, Bruno Sammartino, who was an old wrestler from like the 50s and 60s and stuff. Uh, back then, champions used to hold belts for like years. Um, mm. So that's rare. So he, he's held the belt. He hasn't lost in like three years, I think, Roman Reigns, something like that. So they were building up Cody Rhodes as like, this is it. This might be it. You know, Roman Reigns has beaten everybody in the last three years, but this is, might be it. You know, it's, he, he was a WWE wrestler and he left um, because they gave him a character that was really shitty um, and he hated it. So he left and actually formed, helped form and create the rival AEW. That's kind of like WWE's main competitor now. Yeah. Um, but, but he ended up having a falling out with the owner who he helped form it with and came back to WWE, Cody Rhodes. Um, so everyone thought, well, this is like his comeback story back to WWE and they're really building it up. He won the Royal Rumble in January, which gives him the right to fight Roman Reigns in the championship. So everyone was like really excited for it. Um, and the thing they've done with Roman Reigns over the last three years is he cheats pretty much to win every match. Every match is he has a little, he has what he calls his bloodline, which is his, all his cousins. It's all his like family and they're the bloodline and they kind of like, run over they run like wwe a little bit and his family gets involved every single time every single time <laughs> he wins the match because the ref gets knocked down or the ref gets distracted and his family a family member comes and beats and helps beat up the other guy before the ref sees or whatever uh or it could be they, sometimes they do a match where it's it's no disqualification so anybody can interfere but here comes his family and they just help him beat up the guy they've done this five thousand times <laughs> so fans I know were really upset there's a lot of videos online of fans just absolutely booing and just tearing apart this ending oh, which wow. yeah he brought you know he, he comes down to the ring with one of his cousins uh, and his wise man which is uh, this guy named Paul Heyman he's like his advisor and he calls him his wise man uh, uh, you know he's not a wrestler he's like an older guy but uh so Cody Rhodes is like winning. Looks like he's going to win the match. Oh, so his cousin's getting involved. The ref, every time the ref's back turn, he, the cousin like grabs Cody's foot or like he hit Cody in the back with, he hit Cody in the ribs with a chair in the match. Finally, like the ref like hears him do something. So he throws this, the, the, the cousin out, right? So now it's just Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes one-on-one straight. Uh, and Cody Rhodes is like beating, yeah, they're beating him. They're about, he's about to win. And Paul Heyman gets up on the ring and starts distracting the ref and is like talking, is like yelling at the ref because that's what bad managers do, like distract the ref. And here comes the cousin back out of the crowd, all dressed like inconspicuous, you know, conspicuous, inconspicuous, and like, like, is like a hoodie with who you know who he is. He comes out, grabs Cody Rhodes, does his little move to him, and then Roman Reigns wins the match. Uh, and fans just were, were furious. They were just furious. Um, people were upset that Cody didn't win. 
but I think people were more upset that with the ending um, and people that we've seen this a thousand times, we've seen Roman Reigns win like this. And I think people are just getting tired of it. Um, yeah. It's getting played out. It's getting played out. And you know, those old days of Hulk Hogan and Bruno Sammartino and stuff, there was no, there was no weekly TV show. Actually, WWE has two weekly TV shows. So they're on twice a week, every single week every of the year, right? So 52 weeks a year, they're on twice. Now, he doesn't show up maybe every single episode, Roman Reigns, but he shows up a lot to talk. He usually wrestles on the uh, pay-per-views, but he, he, he always shows up to like talk or whatever. And, um, so seeing a guy for three years as the champion, I think people are just getting tired of it. And uh, people wanted a new champion, didn't like the ending. Um, so that was a bit of a sour note to end WrestleMania. Now, was, but, that, the, was that the Hell in the Cell match? No, so there was the Hell in the Cell match. The fourth that, Hell in the Cell match ever in WrestleMania history. Really? Just did my did some research. Wow, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Uh, I know one of them is... Uh, I know one is Undertaker Triple H. I couldn't tell you which ones they are, but... Yeah, I think, I think there's another... <laughs> I think there's an Undertaker, Randy Orton one, possibly. They did fight in Hell Cell, but I don't know if that was WrestleMania. But that's that's interesting. Okay. Well, this was Finn Balor, an Irish wrestler. Uh, and he came out as his persona, the Demon, which he, doesn't, he only it. put out on special yeah. occasions, right? And he fought Edge, who was an old-time wrestler. Another really stupid decision on WWE's part. So the Demon is supposed to be like, that's like his, like when he goes to like a dark place, Finn Balor, when he needs to like really win a match or he really needs to get crazy, the demon comes out of him. And this is like this character that's used to be unstoppable. Well, they made the demon lose once before, which people were like, okay, that's weird. And now they made the demon lose again. Yep. Completely illegitimizes the demon character. So the demon character is done. Like, it, you can't take it serious anymore because now he's lost twice as this, oh, he goes to a dark place and he's so unstoppable. Well, apparently he's not. Apparently he's pretty stoppable as a demon. Uh, so questionable decision there. Uh, if you were going to have Edge as the old guy win, which is questionable as, as well, usually the old guys don't win to kind of give the young guys a good push and some good momentum. Yeah. So some odd choices in their social media where a lot of old guys won. The only one that lost was John Cena, but other, a lot of other older guys won their matches. Um, but uh, fine, you want to have Edge win. Don't have Finn Balor do the demon character. Just have him be yeah. his regular self, demon character. Uh, and uh, yeah, very disappointing. A lot of fans were very angry with that. One cool moment in this match, though, just again to show how tough these guys are, so there's a spot in the match <clears throat> where Edge throws his ladder. This, he pulls out a big giant ladder and he throws it full force at Finn Bauer. Now, of course, Finn Bauer's supposed to put up his hands and arms right at the last minute to kind of look like it's hitting him in the head, but it's, you know, he blocks it. Uh, well, he didn't really block it, and this ladder full clocks him in the head. <laughs> so you start seeing blood all over the mat, which oh, is a no nowadays. There's no blood in WWE anymore. Because uh, they're PG because of all the sponsors and everything, but let's not get let's not get down that road. But uh, so you see blood all over. So you know this is like I even said to Melissa, I'm like Melissa, that hit him like that would really hit him in the head. She's like, nah, he blocked it. I'm like, no, that really hit him in the head. Well, it turns out 
Uh, so the medics were actually called into the hell in a cell. And they literally had to staple his head shut. Jesus. Right then and there, he could finish the match. Uh, you, could, you could clearly tell that he was not um, going to, he was not going to quit on this match. And he even stayed in character, which is really cool, where, like, as the demon, where he was, like, trying to push the medics away, like, pretending like he was, like, pushing the medics away, and, like, leave me alone. I'm going to go fight this guy. Like, I don't care. Uh, but they were literally stapling his head shut. And they showed the gash afterwards. And it's, like, one of the biggest gashes on a head I've ever seen before. Jeez. So that was, that was crazy. And he, he finished the match. Um, so that's a, that's a tough guy right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but overall, I give WrestleMania a B. Maybe a B plus. A lot of questionable decisions. A lot of things I wasn't happy with. Um, but you for, you but, forgot to mention some uh, some of the coolest parts of this actually of the okay. of the WrestleMania goes to Hollywood. You, 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 you missed you missed some some important things. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Kittle shows up from the 49ers. Yep. George yep. Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. That was exciting. That, that I know a lot of people were looking forward to, to him coming yep. out and fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan Paul, he zip lines, yes, out and does a, a, a stupid advertisement for Prime. His drink, I guess. His drink, but there was a great, <laughs> there was a great spot in that match. So Logan Paul is actually a very good wrestler for a celebrity. Is he really? Okay. He's actually very, very good. He's extremely athletic. He's really oh, wow. athletic. And if you're like, if you're Half half athletic, you can um, you can put on a good match because you know another celebrity who's actually a good wrestler, uh, and the only reason I know he exists, even though apparently he's the most streamed artist in the world right now, yeah, yeah musically. But Bad Bunny is a really good wrestler. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> Bad Bunny was the Mexican character in uh, Bullet Train. Oh, okay, 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 but, but he's a he's a singer slash like rapper. He's like a hip hop star from Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, he's the most streamed artist in the world right now. Oh, wow. Uh, but I, I can't sing any of his songs. But he shows up to wrestling every once in a while. He was actually at this last WrestleMania as well uh, as like a guest commentator. But he's wrestled before, and he's actually pretty good too. So, like, those are two celebrities that, like, because generally celebrities come in and they're, like, pretty bad. Or, like, they really, like, don't let them do much to protect them. Um, these two are not it. Logan Paul goes full out, and he's, he's pretty awesome. Um, but there's a great part. So the prime mascot turned out to be his business partner, this guy named KSI. It's like his, yeah. like, he's like a boxer, I think, too. And he's like, it's like his business partner on YouTube and everything. So he was fighting this wrestler named Seth Rollins. And they have Seth Rollins on the outside commentator table. And Logan Paul is on the turnbuckle in the ring. And he's going to jump all the way and land on Seth Rollins on the commentating table. Kind of like when mankind got thrown off the top of the cage onto the commentator's table. So, mm-hmm. right at the last second, so his partner's there, like taking like a selfie with like the guy on the table. And right at the last second, Seth Rollins, the wrestler, grabs the guy in the prime outfit, throws him on the table. Logan yeah. Paul doesn't realize it and like jumps off and like just clobbers him through the table. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so, that was a pretty good spot. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Logan Paul's good. He's very good as a celebrity. Wrestler. And 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 you forgot about the host of wrestle of the of this WrestleMania, Snoop D O Double G, Snoop Double G, Snoop Lion. Yep, Snoop Lion. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he did one of the worst people's elbows I've ever seen. 
That's like Hogan's move, right? It's his finisher. No, it's The Rock, man. Ah, that's one of them. The Rock. Does the, <laughs> Hogan does the leg drop. Come on, bro. Come on, brother. He, he he bounces off both the 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 ring, right? He goes off both sides and then he yep. just elbow drops him. Yep. Yeah, it, he Snoop Snoop Dogg does it. it it's pretty. Uh, you know, you're talking about Logan Paul, but Snoop Dogg, he's got some he's got some skills in the ring. I mean, hey. I gotta give the guy credit, man. He's he's. I mean, he's he's gotta be. He's like what in his fifties, close to his sixties. Snoop Dogg. He's yeah, old, he's, so he's like he's like full weed, like 90%, yeah, ninety percent weed, I think, in him. So to do that elbow drop, and I don't even know if I'd get up after doing that. So that's pretty impressive. But the most impressive part about that, and I don't know how much you saw this. So Vince McMahon's son was the big return, Shane McMahon, um, and he's older. He's in like his fifties, close to. 60s too. I mean, he's not quite. I think he's like mid 50s. Um, but he used to like wrestle as well, and um, he wasn't a, he wasn't like a full time wrestler, but he would do like really crazy things. Like he's been thrown off a, a hell in the cell before. Like he's he's insane. He does crazy stuff. So he was a big return. We haven't seen him in like over a year. So he was a big thing. He was going to come back and beat up uh, Mike the Miz, who was is it, people might know him from uh, Real World New York back in the day. He was uh, on Real World, and he was like, I'm going to become a wrestler, and they all laughed at him, and he did become a wrestler. Um, yeah, pretty popular one, too. Yeah. So he was like the host with Snoop Dogg, and the first night, he gets beat up by George Kittle and this other guy named Pat McAfee. And then the second night, he's going to get beat up by Shane McMahon. That's like the, the, the whole like little gag that he gets beat up by everybody. So Shane McMahon comes out, and they're wrestling. He jumps over the Miz and tears his quad instantly, tears his quad. Oh wow! So you you could tell something was because he like went to stand up and just fell down and he like starts pointing at his leg and you could tell like this wasn't planned and the Miz you could tell is like he's like staying in character because he doesn't know what's going on. Snoop Dogg on the fly kind of like realizes what's going on. Now I don't know if like information was relayed to him to like get in there, but he jumps in the ring and he did that whole thing because Shane McMahon tore his quad and all that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, at least we. we that's what we've been told. Uh, and uh, that was pretty impressive. That just shows how much of an entertainer Snoop Dogg is. Yeah. On, the, on the fly, he just jumped in there and was like, hey, we got to keep the show going. I got to do something. And they, uh, they they did a little little skit there. So That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. That's pretty it cool. was, actually. Like, <laughs> it was pretty impressive that they, you know, if you weren't really paying attention, you would think it was, like, supposed to happen. Like, that was part of the story, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I didn't. I didn't know that was a that was a whole like saving kind of bit. That's pretty one, and that's why when you're fifty something years old, you can't just get in the ring and start jumping around and doing stuff. <laughs> but, you gotta know yeah. your limitations. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes these wrestlers don't, especially when the you know it's like anything. If if you know if you don't go to the gym. Or, or something for over a year, or if you don't run on, you know, maybe you're used to be a runner and you go out and try to run on the road for three miles, you got to build up to it. You can't just go and do it. Otherwise you're going to hurt yourself. And clearly. So, yeah, I'm actually, uh, speaking of which I'm actually doing a 5k rowing race in, uh, two weeks. So you joined up. Nice. I'll, I'll be one of those going out and blowing out my leg kind of people so <laughs> right now i can't wait to see them carry you over the finish line yeah yeah we'll have to we'll have to keep track of my uh my progress and see 
do like a Rocky style montage somehow and uh, see see how well I do. <laughs> we might have to do a Turnpike Brothers montage and put it up on the Facebook of you. Yeah, me in the hospital. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's WrestleMania. And then uh, the next day, WWE was sold. So yeah, for the first time in their history, they're not a family-owned business. The McMahons don't own WWE anymore, which goes back all the way to the 50s to his grandfather, Vince McMahon. So um, they were bought by the company that owns UFC. So now WWE and UFC are basically a combination and are like a, ma- a super sports entertainment conglomerate. Um, so we'll have to see where this goes. Um, as a wrestling fan, real quickly, probably the best scenario. So sale was going to happen. Everyone knew it was coming. Uh, and there were companies out there that I think would not have been great. Like Disney was rumored to be buying. WWE, but if anybody knows Disney's scenario right now, they're not buying anything because <laughs> they're like bleeding money right now. But uh, Fox was going to buy it, and Comcast and NBC, or was thinking, I think it was, or whoever owns NBC. Or maybe that's Comcast, I think, actually. Um, uh, Saudi, the Saudi Arabian group was going to like buy them. So the, U, the company who owns UFC and kind of combining it with UFC, I, I think that's like the best scenario as a wrestling fans. So we'll have to see where it goes. Disney Disney would have been the best scenario. You could have had the um, Mandal- you could have had the Mandalorian show up. You know, he could have been wrestling. You know, Roman Reigns take the title. You know, well, we definitely would have had the WWE expanded universe, and we would have had like five thousand spinoff wrestling promotions. Yeah, so. different shows based off like you know someone that was at. The, the wrestling event, not even a wrestler, just like someone in the crowd, right? A whole show about them. That's right. You know? Yep. Yep. That, you're missing, missing out on all this cool content. I, I know. I, I, man. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's, that's it for, I think that's it for. That's, all my, sports. that's all my segments I got. That's, that was a, this is more of a, a chill episode, um, no gimmicks, no uh, hell in the cell. You know, just your basic Turnpike <laughs> Brothers podcast. R- a little riffing, right? So yeah, a lot, a lot of riffing, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of riffing, a lot of riffing. <laughs> so I guess we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, like always, thanks for everybody for listening. Um. Oh, we did forget to mention. We put up. Uh, we did put up the wrestling poll mm. of who's Melissa's hot wrestler. And we had, uh, it was Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yes. Cody Rhodes and, uh, the rock. Mm-hmm. It seems to be predominantly the rock is the winner from what I've seen in the comments. Yeah. That seems like everyone, everyone likes the rock. I think there was also a write in ballot as well. Right. Someone put in their own, Hot wrestler. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I forget who it was now. Um, it, it, it's definitely Mankind. <laughs> you know, yes. the dad body. Everybody yes. loves a dad body. Yeah, so we got the hot... I know everyone was wondering who was the hottest wrestler uh, in Melissa's, Melissa's top three hottest wrestlers. So um, we, we, got, we got the answer. So if you ever want to see these awesome polls i we put them on our facebook page check us out yep 
or on uh, our Twitter account or whatever we have. I don't even know. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, the Instagram, Instagrams. Yeah. That's it. That's Instagram. the word I'm looking for. Instagrams, Twitter. Yep. Um, and we can, and we we did turn on voice messages, so you can do voice messages now. Yeah. Um, I'll probably share the link again, but if you go to our uh, homepage on on the Spotify for podcasters like website, uh, you can leave a voice message. So if anybody wants to yell at us about anything or has a question that you want us to answer, uh, something where you're curious of our thoughts on a movie or something, whatever, uh, you can put you leave voices. We did get our first voice message. Uh, I was pretty excited. And then I was pretty hysterical when I heard it was uh, what our, our number. Our, I think our number one fan. <laughs> and uh, they just said Nicholas Cage, and that's it. She, that was she, her. She wanted to be. She wanted to be the quota for one of her episodes. I think so. Okay. Okay. We'll so to, we'll have to insert her if we if we can't. Which I'll always find a way to put them in there. But if we can't find a way to put it in, she she gave us the the insert there. So exactly. <laughs> so you can do voice messages, and just uh, obviously, if you do a voice message, there's a chance we'll be putting we could put you on the podcast. So yeah, you could be on uh, with it with with these famous podcasters. Yeah. You know, I know you can tell come true. Yeah, tell your family and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. So thanks for listening and keep listening and follow us, uh, share, uh, get the word out and, uh, we'll talk to you next time, I guess. See you. Bye. Nick Cage.